1: Shalom. Hey, when revival hits, what do you got to do? You got to share your faith, right? So if you are being revived or you say that you're in revival right now, you need to share your faith. But are you prepared? So let's talk about that today. We will continue where we left off last week. Let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our father, our king. You are sovereign, and we love you with all our heart, soul, and mind. And we're asking, Father, that you would pour out your anointing on this program so that we can be effective disciplers, effective sharers of the good news. For you, Lord, are our life. And so, Lord, we pray that as there are many loved ones, who need an outpouring of your spirit, who need to know Yeshua as their Messiah. Help us to have that burden in our heart. Help us to care beyond our own troubles. Help us to desire to really walk with you and share our faith so that other people can have the strength and the peace and the joy that we have and that you want for them, along with things like eternal life. So, Father, we cry out to you. Help us, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. Amen. 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 Yeah, I definitely think of my loved ones, my family members that have not yet accepted Yeshua, And some people who have accepted Yeshua and are obviously not in revival because they are walking in their own direction. But, you know, that's why we're praying and fasting at this time, and I hope you're joining us. If not, you can join us for the last 20 or so days. Um, The fast that we're doing ends on the 25th. So uh, what do we, uh, yeah, so that's not, not a long time to continue. So join us. Uh, we need all the prayer support and, that we can get, and uh, so it'd be a blessing. You know, I pray that if this radio program ministers to you, you will consider to give us a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. Um, it would really be helpful to pay our bills. I appreciate your prayer, obviously, as well. Also, you can find my messages on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can go to our website at Sharesh David. You can uh, watch us online uh, Friday night, Saturday morning, Um, Tuesday night. Our prayer meeting at 630 is also broadcasted. All of these things are available to you. We'd love for you to visit our congregations Especially with your pre-believing Jewish friends. Uh, currently, we're open in Saint, T- Saint Pete, Tampa, and Wesley Chapel, and uh, we have a Spanish congregation called Conexión, which is also in, Saint, in Wesley Chapel. So, uh, love for you to go to Suresh David website f- uh, for our times and locations, so that we can uh, minister to your needs. Um. I am currently, this uh, the next couple of weeks, still giving out prayer guides for fasting, a booklet, uh, a prayer of information to help you share your faith. Uh, I'm sorry, a packet of information to help you share your faith. And also the book, I Have a Friend Who's Jewish, a great book for sharing, especially with Jewish people. So, as I said before, once you're super excited about God, you want to continuously share your faith. And what I said in previous weeks is that we need to prepare, and that means we need to study and we need to get it into our head. And, and from my point of view, in our sharing curriculum, we have four pieces to it. Number one, the approach. Number two, the delivery. Number three, the content. And number four, the close. So I'm going to talk a little bit more in the content. And maybe we'll get to the close as well. Uh, join with me. And if you have any questions, email me at... Uh, you know, Rabbi at heart of For any anything you want to talk to me about, be happy to. So we're going to move along and we've been talking about different objections that people have. and uh, certainly Jewish people have objections because they don't see Yeshua in the Hebrew scriptures. And yet he's all over there. So we're going to look at that. We're going to start with Zechariah 9, 9 through 11. Uh, you know, it shows us the humility here of Yeshua. And yet with, even with that humility, he brings salvation and his people would be set free by a blood, by the blood of his covenant. Now, to find all that in the Hebrew Scriptures is really amazing, wouldn't you say? So, let's read the Scripture, Zechariah 9, 9 and 11. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, a righteous one bringing salvation. He is lowly riding on a donkey on a colt, the foal of a donkey. As for you also, by the blood of your covenant, I will release your prisoners from the waterless pit. Pretty amazing, huh? Yes. And you know, Yeshua carried our grief and our sorrow and was pierced for our sins, and we're healed by his stripes because our sins have fallen on him. And again, we see this in the Hebrew scriptures. So let's read together Isaiah 53, 1 through 6. Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of Adonai revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nor beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs. And carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken. Struck by God and afflicted. But he was pierced. Because of our transgressions. Crushed. Because of our iniquities. The chastisement for our shalom. Our peace was upon him. And by his stripes. We are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us. Turned to his own way. So Adonai has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Pretty amazing, right? There it is in the Hebrew scriptures. This, When I showed my mom this scripture as an atheist, she was an atheist at the time. She said, okay, I don't believe in God, but there it is in the Hebrew scriptures. Why don't the rabbis believe it? If it's right there, I can understand it's Jesus. That's what she said to me. (laughs) So, you know, it seems quite obvious, right? And when I showed it to a gentleman in in Israel, uh, an Israeli, and I said, look, I'll be honest with you. The Jewish people say that the he in this is Israel. And he said, well, that can't be because scripture, uh, I mean, grammatically that wouldn't work because it's, it's obviously a singular, it's, it's not a, a group. He didn't accept the Lord that day, but he understood that in his scriptures was Yeshua. Another example uh, for Jewish people is this whole area of sin. It's, it's a struggle for Jewish people. And uh, if you can get them to believe that they have sinned, then the question is, okay, so but if my, if my sins are outweighed by my good deeds, then I should be okay, right? Well, in Isaiah 59, 1 to 2, behold, Adonai's hand is not too short to save, nor is ear too dull to hear. Rather... Your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. And Ezekiel 18.4. Behold, the soul who sins is the one who will die. Wow, that's pretty severe wouldn't you say? So, I mean, it doesn't talk about one outweighing the other. It just says you're going to be judged by God for your sin, right? And there it is again in the Hebrew Scriptures. Another thing is that, well, you have the Hebrew Scriptures and, and you also believe in the New Covenant, while Jewish people don't believe in the New Covenant. That's all about Jesus. It's not for us. But of course, God is faithful to put these things in the Hebrew scriptures for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. In Jeremiah 31 verses 30 to 32, it says, behold, days are coming. It's a declaration of Adonai when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Do I need to read that again? That's what it says. It says it in Jewish translations. It says it in my TLV. It says it in the New American Standard when I will make a new covenant. Covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. For they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them. It's a declaration of Adonai, but this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. It's a declaration of Adonai. I will put my Torah, my instruction, within them yes i will write it on their heart i will be their god and they will be my people so we see here strongly that god is telling the jewish people look for a new covenant it's coming right and some other interesting things i mean just so that People are amazed at the Bible, God's word. Let's look at the idea of Jeremiah 31, 35 through 37. So it's right after this portion where God promises the Jewish nation will exist as long as there is a sun and a moon. Now, that's important, actually, for Christians, because, you know, um, many Christians believe that God's finished with Jewish people, right? So let's see what just this portion right after the new covenant, promising the new covenant. It says this, only if this fixed order departs from before me, it is a declaration of Adonai. Then also might Israel's offspring cease from being a nation before me for all time. Only if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, then also I will cast off the offspring of Israel for all they've done. It's a declaration of Adonai. So we see strongly that God is supporting the nation of Israel, and there's even more to that scripture. But you get the general idea. It's right there in the book of Jeremiah, right after the portion of the new covenant. Now, a lot of Jews and probably a lot of people, uh, besides Jewish people, do not believe in living with God forever or what we would call eternity, right? But the Hebrew Scriptures speaks about eternity. So uh, a very famous psalm, Psalm 23, verse 6, at the end of it, it says, And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, and you know me, when I get to a word like forever, I always like to ask, how long is forever? <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. And you know you know this Psalm, Psalm 23, it begins, the Lord is my shepherd. And so it ends with, and I will dwell with him in the house of the Lord forever. Right? So that uh, gives you an example. but we also see in Daniel 12:1 and two at that time, Michael the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people will arise. There will be a time of distress such as never occurred since the beginning of the nation until then. But at that time, your people, everyone who is found, written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake some to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting contempt. So, you know, honestly, I don't like to use the words heaven and hell because they, you know, they just turn people off and they they, they get people thinking the wrong direction. Um, but if I can talk to them about having everlasting life with God or to be everlasting in in everlasting contempt, shame, and contempt. That means that at some point everybody really is has this everlasting life. It's just a matter of which place or who you're with. And in one case you're with God, which is bless a blessing. And in another case. You are with everlasting contempt and shame and whoever is there with you. This should give Jewish people some concern because it's in their scripture. Now, Messianic uh, Jews share about God in order for the families of the earth to be blessed. And so uh, one of the things I will bless those who bless you and the ones who curse you, I'll curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And Messianic Jews share God's plan of salvation in order to obey God. So we see here um, that that God is going to use the Jewish people to be a blessing, and we see in Isaiah sixty two eleven and twelve, behold, Adonai is proclaimed to the end of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, which is Israel, behold, your salvation comes. See. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. Again, talking about Yeshua again, giving us a sense of what God is going to do with the Jewish people. And then it says, then they will call them the holy people, the redeemed of Adonai. So God's redeeming his people and you will be called sought out a city, not forsaken. So, in, as we look at this, there's so many scriptures to use, but you might not know how to close, so to speak. Closing means you're going to see whether they will accept Yeshua. So you start out with number one, if you have a pencil, we're all sinners before God, everybody. And again we're going to use only the Hebrew scriptures. Ecclesiastes 7:20. Surely there is not a righteous person on earth who does what is good and doesn't sin. Okay, that that's pretty clear, don't you think? And in Psalm 51, three through seven, be gracious to me, O God, according to your mercy, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin for I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against you. You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are just when you speak. And blameless when you judge. Behold, I was born in iniquity and in sin when my mother conceived me. Now, that is not a modern-day Jewish concept, but it is a, a, a scripture no matter what day you're talking about. Behold, I was born in iniquity and in sin when my mother conceived me. Okay, so these are important scriptures. Two, sin separates us from God. We already read that. That's Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Your iniquities have uh, made a separation between you and God. Okay, number three, God forgives and redeems us through his great love and lays our sin on himself. And my question is, who is him? (laughs) <laughs> that's what you ask the person. And and we get it from Isaiah 53, 6, which we also have read. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. So Adonai, which is the Lord God, has laid on him, which I believe is Yeshua, the iniquity of us all. I mean, what other him could handle our the sins of seven billion people? <laughs> right. So, so it says, so Adonai has laid on him the iniquity of us all, of everybody. Okay, another reason that it can't be Israel, because God didn't put everybody's sin on Israel. They put it on the Redeemer, on the Savior, Mashiach, Messiah. Number four, blood is needed for atonement for our sins. You know that, hopefully, Leviticus 17.11, that blood makes atonement, Um, just like on Yom Kippur, which is coming up in, what, three, four weeks? And then... Someone, number five, someone took all our sins upon themselves. Who do you say that is? So that's the question. That's the close, right? Because Isaiah 53, 11 says, as a result of the anguish of his soul, He will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous and he will bear their iniquities. So Yeshua has come to make people righteous and take their sins. Okay? You get it? This is an amazing thing, isn't it? All right. Well, we have to end the program. There's more next week. But let me just say that when you call our office at 813-831-5673, you can ask for the sharing packet, the I Have a Friend book, and the prayer guide for fasting booklet. So, if you're interested in sharing your faith, these tools are going to bless you because they're simple, easy to use, yet rich in substance so that you can have passion and confidence when speaking to others about Yeshua. If you feel this program is valuable to you, once again, I ask that you would help support us. Go online at rabbi at heart of Messiah.org, or again, call Karen 813. 813- with your offerings. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, Come visit our locations. uh, Bring friends, especially Jewish friends who don't know Yeshua yet. Um, As I said, we call them pre-believers. Please check our times online, especially with these special holy days coming up. These Moedim, which we're going to talk about in the next few weeks. But ask your friends to come with you. For times and locations, go to our synagogue website, shoreshdavid.org, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. And let's close in prayer. Father, I just thank you and praise you and worship you. I ask, O oh Lord, that each one would be burdened and motivated to share their faith and to learn what they need to learn to be effective for your kingdom. May the Lord be each one's first priority and may they grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Amen. In the name of Yeshua. Amen.
0: You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.